Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes, hey everyone, welcome to Pardon Intermission. I am Eric. And I am Jason. Hope you're all doing good out there. Hey, we've got yep. a great show, fun-filled, packed yep. show as always. Right? Yes, we do. <laughs> I am excited about this edition of Pardon the Intermission, primarily because we weren't able to be with you last time. As so frequently happens, life happens to both Eric and I. We life were both gets in the way, man. Yeah, life gets in the way. So we've gone it. Yeah, dog, gosh darn it. So we both took our union mandated uh, time away from Pardon the Intermission, but we are glad to be back with you. Glad to have another great show where we talk about anything mm-hmm. uh, Star Trek, Star Wars, geek related, pop culture. We just get a chance to geek out, and you can join in on the fun as well. Speaking of joining in, don't forget you can follow us on our social media accounts, fo- uh, folks. You can follow us on Facebook at Pardon the Intermission. And Eric, yes. how do they follow us on Twitter? Uh, Twitter at uh, PTI underscore podcast. Bingo. Follow yeah. us there, social media. Keep in contact with us. And there you go. Well, like I said, if you guys have story ideas, uh, anything you want to post that we that maybe too. wants to talk about, take a look at, maybe a movie to watch and review. Absolutely. Uh, especially retro movie. We, you know, we did talk yeah. about doing that in the past. Yeah. And uh, uh, I still want to do that, man. I still want to start watching. It's just so hard because there's so much out there now. I know. And I'm right? trying to keep up with just the content. <laughs> content right. that is is put out there the new content that is put out there right, right. now so it's like there's so much i want to go back and watch but it's like yeah. oh man I just you know don't have the time you know what's kind of helped me out a little bit huh. is like when i will sometimes just when i have free time to just sit down and just like uh do old-fashioned channel surfing yeah you know i'll just kind of like peruse and i'll try and find a movie that i have not seen in a very long time mm. <clears throat> like you remember when we did the one retro review on big trouble in little yeah, china yeah that was the first time i had seen big trouble in little china in like a long time yeah, yeah me too yeah. and then for example the other night i was just doing some channel surfing and lo and behold i found the thing on tubi mm. and so i watched the thing with commercials involved Blah. but anyway <laughs> i survived the commercials and i and i have not seen the thing in god i can't even remember how long it's oh been. man, I, the, one, yeah. the original one with Kurt Russell and Wilford Brimley. Now, with, so, let me ask you this: with with Tubi, <clears throat> does it have the original version, or is it like a made-for-TV version? No, it's the original version. Okay, yeah. Because some of these streaming <clears throat> services, I, I guess, I never quite understood that or didn't really look it up. Like, you know, uh, what's the other one? Oh, Pluto. Pluto. Like, you know, do yeah. they have? Do they show the original version of some of these movies? You know, with bad words or whatever else in there, yeah. um, or is it more of a TV edited version? You know, no, they definitely have. Uh, the, the original theatrical release of the films mm, and there's awesome. no there's no editing of the movies so like for example they have the director's cut of Commando on Tubi oh my god really and I didn't know there was a director's cut of Commando we should do so a Commando go review that, and which leads me that to my next that would be awesome point. yes you just got you jumped right ahead of me there <laughs> when I was going to tell you I'm going to watch the director's <laughs> cut of Commando yeah see how epic I'm, that is I'm going to have to do that I'm right. going to have to do that. I saw Commando originally in the movie theater oh, I, I envy you oh man what a movie movie what a great time you know it's funny because uh it's it, it, it we are in summer yes. and it is the uh, that was you know those are the action blockbuster summer movies I'm, I'm not sure when commando was released but it reminds me of that you know you'd go right. there all be all these action summertime movies you know and right. and uh, uh you go watch them <clears throat> exactly my my luck probably commando was released in the fall but you know anyway it just it seems right. like it was right. in, in the summer action blockbuster anyway Bennett. 
I got a, I got a little bad news to share with you, though. Oh, no. What happened? And it's a little personal news on yeah. uh, on my side, but it does tie into entertainment. So okay. if you guys will bear with me out there, yeah, um, I, I, think, I think you'll be interested in hearing this. Now, you know that I have... Uh, um, talked about on the show many times that uh yeah. you know one of the things that i like to do now is because uh i like to go to the used dvd store a local used dvd store here oh, in yeah. town yeah and i like to pick up especially the 3d movies because my tv does 3d and i get to watch the movies <laughs> in 3d and they're like a buck 99 you know wow. i mean i remember when, when these things came out they were like uh you know what were they 20 30 dollars you know to yep. get to watch them now it's like a buck mm-hmm. 99 right so i can watch these 3d movies heck of a deal well i go to turn on my tv the other day and the tv's in black and white oh no yeah no it's a it's a it's an old vizio it has a 3d capability um and uh, uh it's about i we got it in 2012 i think wow you've had that for a long time. yeah so i think it was about 2012 maybe 2010 uh yeah so it's been around for quite a while wow. so i go to turn the thing on and it's black and white oh, no. so i'm messing with it and and all of a sudden the sound bar is not working right either right now i got Uh-oh. the sound bar hooked up for any, any of you uh semi-techie guys out there sound bar is hooked up to the hdmi arc port which yeah. is basically a, a push through for your uh, audio right you know you can use your sound bars and stuff yeah so you know i'm fiddling with the tv looking online you know the bad thing when you look online it's kind of like when you look up medical advice online you know there's like <laughs> all these that oh no you got to do this you got to do that you right. got to bust it open right. and change this chip out in the back and you got to do this and that right i'm like oh my gosh i'm freaking out so anyway i i I came down to where okay i unplugged everything you know did a hard reset on it yeah turned it back on it's color again okay yeah so i thought okay so then i i'm fiddling with it turning it back on plugging things in taking finally i figured out well okay maybe it's the sound bar that you know maybe something's gone wonky with it and it and i unplugged the sound bar and it seems to come on color and i have no issues color it's always coming on every time i turn it on now right okay so, um, so what, what happens is that all of a sudden I'm like, well, I'll just hook up the sound bar through uh, optical, the optical, uh, uh sure. connector. Right. Okay. And so I do that and everything seems to be working. Turn it on a couple of days later, black and white again, again. Right. You don't have a vintage setting on your TV or something. What do you mean? Like, Oh no. Like it goes black and white. No, yeah. <laughs> no, but I'll tell no, you, I, okay. I'm going to start watching all these black and white <laughs> movies now. If that, if this is the case, all right, I'm going back to the black and white, but, all uh, right. um, but anyway, so uh, to, to make this a uh, uh, long story short here, I, I don't know. I may be losing my TV. I don't think it's going to get any better. I'm oh. sure the TV's going out. They don't make this technology anymore in the TVs. I wish they did. If anybody from Samsung, Sony, LG, any of these places, if they, if they uh, uh, can put that technology back in the TV, it would probably not even cost them. It'd be pennies. It doesn't even cost them anything probably to put it back in. Um, it would be oh. nice, but I may be losing my 3D capability, and I'm very sad about Sigh. that. So now here's the million-dollar question. Yes. If the TV does go kaput on you, are you going to sell all those 3D movies back to Mad Monks? <sighs> back to the DVD store? <laughs> oh. I will tell you, I will not. Never. <laughs> oh, yes. I will hold on to those DVDs now. Good man. Uh, Good hoping man. that someday these guys figure out the big mistake they made of taking out 3D capability in TVs, put it back in, and save my life. Look, I'm sure you can find a really good 3D TV on Amazon somewhere. I, you know what? You, you could buy <clears throat> an me. older version, and they say you might be able to buy a brand new one still in the package. But, you know, I don't... Yeah. I mean, that's probably going to cost me 
probably more than a, than a, than an entry level brand new TV. Good point. Right now, yeah. I have like a fifty. It's like a fifty five inch. Yeah. I mean, literally, when I bought that TV, it was like twelve hundred dollars. Right. That back then, <clears throat> but yeah. now the TV, you know, for twelve hundred dollars, I mean, I could get a seventy five inch, to pro- close to top of the line, not quite, probably sure. a high mid range. TV, but just without the three day cap- capability, you know, I can't see myself spending that much money. I mean, you know, if if, yeah. if I were to find a three D TV, sure, I'm sure I could find look for used ones and all that out there. But then you got to go through that whole thing, and there's no guarantees on it. And I could end up with the same situation. I buy a TV, and then a year later, it goes out anyway. So I don't know. I think I think it's when it, when it's done, it's done. I will hold <clears throat> on to the movies and and hold on to hope. Okay. That yeah. uh, that it does uh, happen. Anyway, so I just want to share that with you guys yeah, out no, there. Hopefully, yeah. keep uh, uh, keep me in your thoughts and prayers that my TV holds. On. <laughs> I I will I will douse some holy water on the it. The world is falling apart, and I'm asking for hope hope some prayers for hopes and prayers for my TV. Folks, I know it's upside down. This world's upside down. I'm yeah, sorry, folks. Folks, Eric is clinging on to dear life here. We got to help him out. Okay. <laughs> Let's pray for I'm, his TV. I am sorry, folks. I know, I know. That's that's bad. No, yep. no. But anyway, and world peace too. Pray for world peace. For and world peace. Hey, yeah. we had a. Uh, uh, we can't get away from Disney. We love to talk about Disney and oh. all the bad, and the dumb good. Disney stuff that happens. Oh, right? these guys again? Okay. Okay, these yeah. guys again. This was a story that kind of took the <clears throat> Disney world by surprise. Um, that uh, popped out here from CNN. It's been all over the news, but the article yeah. I have is from <clears throat> CNN here. Um, Disney CFO Christine McCarthy steps down. That Boom. is, and for people who know Disney and, and know some of these little politics that have happened here with uh, 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 Bob Iger, Bob mm-hmm. Chapek, and all this stuff over the last two or three years, yeah. this is huge. Yep. This is unbelievably huge. Mm-hmm. She was supposed to be the next in line at least from what we thought, you know, the, the Disney community, right? People have paid, mm-hmm. paid attention to this. Yeah. To become the new CEO, CEO. to take Iger's place. Take over Iger, yep. What do you think is going on here? Wow. Well, what I think is going on, Eric, is this is this is just a continuation of the reshuffling of uh, the innards of Disney that Bob Iger promised mm-hmm. when he agreed to come back as temporary CEO. Uh, now... Could this also be something else? Maybe it could. Maybe this is Christine McCarthy seeing the writing on the wall. She's been in the business and the industry for a very long time. She's yeah. been the CFO of Disney for, what does the article say? Over 23 years. 23 years. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just reading too well, much she's into had it. service. I don't know if she's been the CF, uh, CFO that long, but she's been with the, she's company, been for with the company for 23 okay. years. Yeah. So, you know, Eric, now that I think about it, maybe I'm just looking too much into this here. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe she's just stepping down because she just figures out, you know what? The company is in transition right now. Mm. Bob Iger is going back in and reshuffling the cards, and he's basically weeding out all the bad elements that got Disney to where they're at now. Maybe she just finally decided, after 23 years of loyal service to Mickey and Minnie, she just said, I'm just going to go ahead and call it quits. Yeah. Um, and, and again, look, it's easy, to, it's easy to jump to conclusions here and automatically lump this in with all the massive restructuring that Bob Iger has overseen over the last couple of months here since he came back in and took over the reins. So obviously it's easy for me to then uh, justify her stepping down because either what was forced without us being told or it's something else. But also maybe after just 23 years again, she just says, eh, 
it's just time for me to go and then enjoy retirement and do what's left of her life. I think I, 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 that, that's a nice picture. I don't think, I, I think you're right on some of those. I, okay. I, I think, okay. and I know this is all just opinion and you know, um, um, we're trying to figure it out, yes. but our opinions are our own folks. But I think usually people in those positions, they really don't leave unless they, like you say, unless she sees some writing on the wall mm-hmm. or, or unless she was kind of forced out. Mm-hmm. In, in a nice way and they say either you can say you know you can you can take the train or we're gonna you know we'll, we're gonna throw throw you over right. uh, overboard um it does say in here that there's some medical issues and she's saying okay. she's taking time yeah. off because of these medical but you know okay usually people will take time off they'll take a a, a portion of time off and come mm-hmm. back you know yeah. usually they don't say i'm <laughs> out of here now maybe right. she does have some health issues or something going on that and of course we don't know we will never know um it's not none of our business but, you know, I, I think, man, this, you know, she was the one from what we heard that really pushed to get Bob Chapek out mm-hmm. and pushed to get Bob Iger back in. Yeah. So this is why it's very interesting all of a sudden why she's going to leave. This makes yeah. me think, though, that maybe Disney, the company, is in a lot more trouble than they're letting on here. Because this thing is, I mean... <clears throat> You know, we've talked about it many, many, many times. Yeah, Disney just seems like—I mean, they have with the movies. They have, uh, uh, they have these movies that are coming out. They spend so much money on that yeah. are tanking. Le- I mean, movie after movie, left and right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got uh, Mermaid not doing too good. You've got right. Strange World didn't do good. Right. You've got uh, what was the other one? You've got Indy coming out. Yep. That is already projected to not be doing good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another one, too. I can't remember. Uh, what's the other one that they have coming out? There's another one coming out, too, right? Well, there's the uh, the other animated film coming out. It's called Elemental, I Elemental. think Elemental. That one yeah. is already... That's right. Thank you. That's the one I forgot. Mm-hmm. Elemental's coming out. That's the one that also they're saying, too, they're projecting really low. So yeah. that, <laughs> you have the fact of the parks having their issues. And we talk about that. You know, it seems like attendance is kind of down. They've, yeah. they've decreased the, the uh, entry fee. The, the the per day ticket price to Disneyland. Sure. They already did that to Disney World previous. Mm-hmm. Um, there's issues. Disney Plus losing subscribe. I mean, I think you're right. She sees the writing on the wall, mm-hmm. and I think that um, maybe she's either trying to get out before things get really super bad, and they yeah. look to blame somebody because they're going to have to blame somebody. And Bob ain't blaming himself. I'll tell you that right now. Well, you know, it's funny you bring up the theme parks because as it so happens, according to this article in CNN Business. Kevin Lansbury, who is the company's CFO of Parks Experiences and Products, is going to step in as the interim CFO effective July 1 until Mm. they obviously name somebody as full-time CFO. So, and the reason I say that's interesting is because you bring up the theme parks and how we've, we, you and I have spoken on Pardon the Intermission ad nauseum about how the theme parks have kind of lost the magic, so to speak, over the last couple of years based on the overall experience for the guest. And um, here you have a CFO of the parks and experience and products division stepping in on an interim basis to take over the role of CFO of the company overall. So the CFO of... Of the theme park division, which was fledgling, now coming in, taking over the role of CFO as the whole company. Kind of interesting there that they, and now I guess why it's interesting is because um, uh, maybe this was preordained and maybe they had this on the slate for a long time. So maybe Christine's uh, departure was was mapped out mm-hmm. you know i don't know mm-hmm. maybe or maybe it was just a spur of the moment thing too uh the article doesn't really elaborate on a timeline as well, far the as way, when all this transpired if, so. if, if it was mapped out i don't think they would be saying that she's leaving for medical reasons you know what i mean 
They wouldn't have gave that excuse, right? Don't don't you think that? Like, in other words, if if it was mapped out, they probably true. They wouldn't be using that excuse. It'd just be like, you know, it's time for me to move on. I'm the same old stuff they always say. I'm venturing into a new new time in my life, and you know, and I'm doing new things and new adventures and all that stuff. Okay, so so I I think that I think this is more of a of either a push out or a jumping off the. The sinking ship here. Or both. The Black Pearl is sinking and, you know. And Rearranging deck chairs on yeah, the Titanic Christine's here. not going down with Jack. <laughs> right? Uh, we, she's we gotta... not going down with the uh, string orchestra either. <laughs> yeah. Now, it does say that she's not going to completely leave straight out. I mean, she's going to do a transition and yeah. she'll be around as kind of an advisory uh, position for a little while. But, yeah. yeah, this does just seem kind of interesting, you know. And, and it's really sad because it's kind of like, um, you know, we... we we both have families. We we love Disney yep. as far as the parks and enjoy their content, a lot of their content and stuff. And, yeah. and I'm just wondering, you know, as far as taking over, you know, they seem to have this problem where people are jumping ship or they're mm-hmm. just getting rid of people and there's nobody left to take over. You wonder who's going to take this over. You know what I mean? In the sense of are they going to – I'm just worried. What I'm getting at is do they have people that are going to uh, uh, take care of Walt's vision and dream you know, and care for it as much as he did, or are they just going to have these cutthroat people come in that are just about all about money, you know, and, and is going to lose the magic uh, that Disney's always stood for. Yeah, that's kind of scary to think about. I mean, when you really dig deep and you ponder it more, because, you know, Disney is and always has been about creativity. Disney prides itself yeah. on creativity. They have been the they have been front and center in creativity. They are everything that... Pixar modeled itself after they are everything that DreamWorks Animation Studios modeled themselves after, um, you know, and so it's hard not to think of creativity and excellence and creativity and not and not utter Disney and those words in the same sentence. But yet here we are talking about just how the creativity has fallen off because we have people in these big prominent roles who aren't artistically creative people. These are people Mm -hmm. who know how to make money. They are businessmen and women. They are entrepreneurs, but they're not the creators. Like Bob Iger was a creator. He -hmm. went up through the ranks of Disney, was a creator, and that's why partially the reason why he became CEO the first time when he took over for Michael Osner, because he was a creator. But we've now seen where, because the company itself has become more business-oriented, that's where the creativity has been lost. It's kind of dropped off. It's dropped off a lot because they are still more concerned about the stock offering and they're more concerned about the money coming in when when they, again, you and I have spoken about this as well, where we both have agreed that the creativity has taken a backseat to the almighty and powerful buck. And I think they kind of need to reverse that a little bit. Go back to the creativity, and when that becomes excellent, that will go back to making you the money. Well, and, and here's the other thing that's scary about that is that uh, going back to making the money, because if they're not making the money, they're going to take they're probably going to take a lot of shortcuts, and they're not going to they're not going right. to because that was kind of Walt. Walt's vision was that yeah. let's put the money into, um, you know, in, into the product. Let's make the product, you know, a very high standard. Yeah. Um, so that everybody, you know, everybody will enjoy it. It, it, it wasn't cutthroat, right? No, it wasn't. And actually, and, uh, I hate to interrupt you. No, but go ahead. Yeah, that, sure, was, go ahead. that was actually Roy's main thing too. Walt's brother, Roy Disney. Yeah. Because Walt was not a dollars and cents guy, and he yeah. was not a marketing guy. He, he, he let his brother oh. Roy handle all of that. Well, they got into huge fights from what I oh, hear. Oh, yes, I they mean, did. Back in the day. I mean, there were yes. times There were times I heard where they actually would vacation together, the families, yep. and they would not talk to each other yep. because they were fighting over whatever yeah. it was in that day, you know. Yeah. 
Um, I was going to say, you know what's going to be a real telltale sign would be once they open, which is not going to happen until 2024, but Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Yeah. Once they open them in uh, Disney World and Disneyland, yeah. we'll, see, we'll see how much creativity is put now they're supposed to have new animation care new characters new anim you know new animation in there okay. all kinds of new stuff yeah state of the art <clears throat> so we're gonna see this is gonna be a test to see are they creatively bankrupt or are you know or are they not i mean that that's right. gonna when that thing opens because that's huge that's a big ride they shut down yep. um and and re-theme so that's gonna that's gonna be huge um i think that's gonna be kind of a telltale for the disney uh <clears throat> company overall the other thing, too, is that, you know, Disney over the years, too, if you look back at their history, they have gone through these periods uh, where they've had some CEOs that weren't quite, you know, didn't quite get it. And they, they did. They have come through them, you know, those yeah. periods. Yeah. And uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, it's not necessarily all bleak and uh, dire circumstances here for Disney. But oh, yeah. but they're in they're definitely in a, a very shaky period and, and, and a very uh, uh, what do you want to say? It's crisis prevention mode. Uh, yeah, they're, they're in a cri crisis period. Yeah, that's um, what it is. For sure. Anyway, uh, speaking of, when I was mentioning the Black Pearl and going down Jack Sparrow, uh, the Black Pearl may be sinking, but Jack Sparrow's not going to be on it. And why is that, Jason? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> okay. Is that a great lead-in or what? That is an outstanding lead-in. Dude, I'm, I'm, it's a good thing I'm sitting down. Um, so, yeah. There, so And I completely lost the momentum of Eric's lead-in there. So the reason why uh, the Black Pearl will probably never set sail with Captain Jack Sparrow again, savvy, is because Johnny Depp basically gave one large middle finger to Disney when he told them that he was never going to play Captain Sparrow for them again. And the reason why is because if you recall, Disney severed all ties with Johnny Depp during the Amber Heard allegations. Mm. And so now as hard as it is to believe that there will be another Captain Jack Sparrow without Johnny Depp, it seems like there will be. And so in this article that I found on barstoolsports.com, which of all places I'm, I mean, take that for what it's worth. <clears throat> it goes on to say here, excuse me, folks. No, you, you can find, and you can find, <clears throat> trust me, hey, you can find some great yes. information all over the place. So it doesn't matter where it comes from as long as it's good, solid information, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So basically, again, what happened was Disney distanced themselves from Johnny Depp during the whole Amber Heard trial because it was bad PR for them, just like it was bad PR uh, for Johnny as well and his reputation. And uh, he basically... Uh, Disney never approached him and asked him to be Jack. Well, they did in a way because there have been rumors about another Pirates of the Caribbean yeah, movie. And, and I heard that. Made. Yeah, and I was excited because mm -hmm. I heard there's a possibility, even though yeah. he said he'll, he'd never do it at one point, yeah. there, you heard there was a possibility of him coming back. Yeah, and since um, and since there was and since he was in some kind of a negotiation before the trial started to talk about his role in the upcoming movie, obviously the trial happened, put everything to a screeching halt there. And as a result, now because Dis Disney distanced themselves from Johnny Depp again, he gave them he took out his uh, his saber, so to speak, <clears throat> and sliced Disney off at the knees. In fact, Eric, it's funny we talk about the creativity uh, because, and I quote this article here: it says, "And since Disney is incapable of new ideas and fast running out of classic movies, they can make lazy, unimaginable, yeah. sh bleepy-looking live-action remakes." 
in order to separate millennial parents from their money. (laughs) (laughs) So now it doesn't, now this article, one thing I hate about it is it doesn't quote Johnny Depp as saying exactly why in particular he won't return. But I do know that because Disney did distance themselves from him, I remember that. And that's when I saw this article. I'm like, ooh, boy, because Johnny Depp garnered Disney billions of dollars just for his image and likeness alone. So there's a whole chunk of change that's falling right out of Disney's hip pockets, well, and and that and that's the thing, and that that's a problem when you when you jump to you know Disney. What are you doing when you jump to conclusions here a little too fast? And and you know I, you talked about Depp uh, cutting him cutting Disney off the knees, but I think Disney cut themselves off the knees. Yeah, by jumping to conclusions a little too quick here. Yep. You know, to tell you the truth though, I don't know if I even if Johnny Depp was returning, I don't know if I trust Disney mm-hmm. to actually put out a good product. To be mm-hmm. honest with you. Uh, yeah, especially since the last Pirates movie was, um, quite frankly, something that left to, to be desired. Uh, that was the one that had, um, I think it was Javier Bardem who played, uh, the villain in it. And mm. <laughs> Eric, this is what, this was my reaction to the most recent Pirates movie, which came out five years ago. Yeah. It was bad. It was, it was, it bad. was, it was really bad. I mean, yeah. they got worse and I mean, it's, they they hugely. I mean, you know, every movie was was not just a, oh, it wasn't that good. It was like way worse than the other movie, you know, than the yes. movie previous. So yes, it was. Yeah, I, I don't know if I could trust him to do. I don't know if I could yeah. trust him to do a good uh, yeah. a good pirates uh, movie. But uh, but you know, though, I'm I'm actually going to commend Johnny on this because, mm. and I think he has every right to feel this way because during this trial, everybody piled on him, and everybody. Yeah. I mean, it was the court of proving that the court of public opinion outweighed the court of law that we have in this country in the system and so uh, look i applaud johnny for standing up to disney a billion dollar behemoth and saying look you guys didn't like me then yeah why do you like me now get the heck out of here i don't need your money i've made a fantastic career of my own i'm gonna be just fine yeah yeah you know it's and, Disney that'll be hurting, not him. It's too bad. I was always hoping to ride Pirates of the Caribbean and see him, uh, see him in costume. Remember when he would do that uh, for yes. promotion of the movies, and he would yep. be standing there and then talking to the people, <laughs> right. floating by in in the ships. Oh man, that's Bra- oh. brave wah, soul, wah, Johnny. Wah, wah, yeah. wah, wah. But yeah. uh, anyway, <laughs> well, you know, and, and speaking of projects that they they probably don't need to do, I was yeah. I was looking at Movie Web here, and I found an article yeah. uh, that uh, was written by. Let me see, it's a guy named uh, David Grove, and mm-hmm. it says, "Why Star Wars?" needs a young Palpatine project. No. Yeah, this is from movieweb.com. Now, I I won't bore everybody with this, but essentially what this guy was saying is that, you know, because uh, Palpatine has such an interesting past and blah, 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 you Mm -hmm. know, that they should do a either full-length feature movie or do what they, you know, do these uh, miniseries and and concentrate just on Palpatine, a young Palpatine. Yeah. And I was thinking about this, and I was like, yeah, but how many people went and saw that uh, Hunger Games uh, snow movie. What what was that even called? I never saw it, so I don't no, know. No, you, you know what I mean. It, it was it was yeah. a movie about Hunger Games, but it was a prequel, and it was about it was about how Snow got his rise to power. Oh, go- yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, that's what I mean. I can't remember the dang name of that thing. I, I don't. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So uh, my my point is simply is just that: why do we need a Palpatine? 
And why would we need a Palpatine? I don't think we need a Palpatine movie. And to be honest, I'm kind of sick of Palpatine. Have I said it, Palpatine enough? I'm kind of tired of, of Palpatine. You Tell know, us whole, how you really feel about Palpatine. <laughs> when, when he came out of whatever the last uh, the last Palpatine uh, Jedi, whatever that movie was called. The Rise of Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. When, they, when he came out, it was like, it's Palpatine again. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Yeah. Really? I, Come I, on. Yeah. I mean, th- this, is, this is a completely asinine idea. And whoever would even think about making a young Palpatine project needs to seriously bang their head against the sidewalk and come to realize come to a realization that you know what he is another one of those intriguing ancillary characters that we don't need to create a watered down storyline for Book yeah. of Boba Fett Mandalorian yes thank, I mean, uh, thank you that's a good you're point welcome. You're that's welcome. where I was gonna going gonna go to is that the yes. same thing is that you know we can't trust him with with the uh, the lore the Star Wars right. lore you know the right. canon we can't trust him with that they've already screwed up so much in yeah. so many of these stories yeah. and they haven't paid off and it feels like you wasted your time now now palpatine the character was a main influencer of the plot in the original star wars films at least in episodes uh five and six mm-hmm. return of empire strikes back and return of the jedi and obviously we know he was really central in the plot for episodes one two and three yes now he does have a lengthy backstory in a lot of the star wars novels that were written into canon but to be honest with you that's where they should be kept is on the pages yeah. of those books. Because I, I don't think it yeah. warrants. I don't think it warrants a show. I mean, yeah. you know, to, I, I think for like me, I, I never read the book, so I didn't get deep yeah. into that. But, you know, I'm going to look at it now and say, so I'm going to watch mm-hmm. another, another bankrupt uh, writers, right? First mm-hmm. off, the writers are on strike, so how's this even going to happen? But yeah. let's just talk about the, the creative ideas that are bankrupt and, and watch another story about some poor kid that got his foot stepped on by someone else or someone took his, his yeah. uh, toy and then he turned evil. I mean, I, how many times are we going to watch this, this backstory baloney? Now, I'm sure the canon probably has some great stuff, but it does. It doesn't have the, for, for an average, I don't think for me, for the type of average fan, I don't speak for every average fan, but I think ultimately, you know, for me, it wouldn't be enough to pull me in. And I don't trust Disney to tell that story. If they would have done great with Boba Fett, if they would have done great with, with what they had with Obi-Wan and all these others, if they would have done it justice, then yes, maybe I'd be like, you know, that might be kind of interesting. I would watch that. Now I don't, I can't trust them. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. And to be quite honest with you, when I read this article, um, I was it never grabbed my interest right from the first sentence. I was just like, no, no, no. I was shaking my head reading the whole thing. I'm like, don't do it. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Yeah. So I hope this is just hypothesis, and I hope it's not reality. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We will see. Well, hey. Whoa. Talk about the dark side. I guess we'll see you guys on the next one, too, because that's all the time we have. <laughs> We're feeling the force because we had yeah. to get out of here. That's our uh, cue. But we yeah, we won't see. We will definitely be back yep. for another show. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Remember to follow us on uh, all of our social media, and uh, take care out there. Have a good one. Yep. God bless. See you on the flip side. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.